You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubbin and Joe Shassi. We come at you every week with the best Giants content that you need to hear. Like, review, rate, subscribe, share. Pass this podcast around. Get the word out because this is a great time to be talking Giants baseball. Now, Shassi, you talk about kind of the organizational philosophy and kind of their ability to adapt, the decision-making they make, the decision-making that the team gets into and decisions they make. All of that comes from Farhan Zaidi. It seems like Mick lost in this season, you know, the guys who really aren't getting a whole lot of due for this season is on the one hand, there's Gabe Kapler, who is really for, for all the, the, the dragging through the mud he got last year when the team was struggling. He's not gotten his flowers enough mm. this, this year, um, but we can kind of get to that another day because I really want to get into Farhan right now and where we feel about him because the next month, the next 38 plus days, all eyes are going to be on him again because he's going to have to make some moves to upgrade this roster and ask people a month and a half ago where your faith with Farhan was. You're probably not getting a lot of good answers, no. but it's incredible how th- fast things change with this team. Does Farhan kind of deserve more of a benefit of the doubt than we were wanting to give him even just a month ago? Of course he does. Of course he does. And I've been one of his biggest critics. Um, but at the same time, if you wanted to play devil's advocate, you could say, oh, well, hey, Luis Matos was a Bobby Evans guy. Now you get credit for developing him within your mm-hmm. quote unquote system. But, you know, the Patrick Bailey is the big one for me. Lamont Wade is the big one for me. J.D. Davis are big ones for me. Logan Webb was a prior carryover guy. Doval was a carryover guy. But you get credit for developing once you have them in your system. You know, there's Absolutely. this big thing like when you take over, you got to change everything. Don't you get just as much credit if you develop someone else's guys as opposed to identifying and developing your guys? To me, you do. Like, mm-hmm. I think you absolutely get credit for that as well. Maybe not as much credit, but you definitely get credit. They feel really good right now. But let's not forget, like, the offseason was a kind of a nightmare. He, he yeah. wanted to give Correa a 15-year deal. He wanted to give Judge a 12- to 15-year uh, deal. And, you know, sometimes the best deals are the ones that fall apart. But let's not pretend like the Sean Mania, Ross Stripling, De Sclafani signings have been, you know, butterflies and rainbows because they haven't yeah. been. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up the offseason. Mitch Hanniger. But that's kind of where I wanted to go next, though, with the offseason. Yeah, the signings that he's made this past offseason weren't that great. Uh, yeah, obviously Hanniger is banged up, but you got two more years there. They're going to try and work things out there. Maybe he comes back in these next two years and we're all forgetting about it. Manaya, again, he was kind of roughed up a little bit. Uh, what was it on Saturday? Saturday. But for the most part, he's been great out of the bullpen. That's not why you pay him, though. Stripling has <laughs> been a, a lost cause. They got one more year with him. Stripling's kind of been of a lost cause. Taylor Rogers has been great. Michael Conforto yes. has been great. But Rogers has at, been great. I look at more at the deals that he did not make this offseason as reason why I think maybe there is a better, a, a more of a reason to give okay. Farhan the benefit of the doubt. Look at Carlos Rodon. Everybody wanted Carlos Rodon to come back this season. And you can kind of tell during the end of last year that it was kind of obvious he wasn't going to come back. I always remember, you know, that uh, last game against the Diamondbacks last year, the last home game. I remember Ron Wotus and uh, Rodon kind of shaking hands and be like, hey, man, it was great having you around this year. And I was like, oh, he gone. And again, everyone wanted him back. Shasky, he's thrown the same amount of pitches this year for the Yankees that you and I have. Uh, You talk about the Carlos Correa. We all hated how it went down and scuttling it over the medicals. I 
I kind of thought that that six years, 200 million was still something that the Giants could do. Carlos Correa's foot is in very bad shape right now. And what was it that scuttled the deal? Issues with his foot. And then you got Aaron Judge where, again, I'm not saying, oh, Judge is injured. They dodged that bullet because that was a freak injury when he ran into the fence at Dodger Stadium. You know, if he does, if he does sign with the Giants, he's probably healthy and playing just fine right now. So that's, that's more on him than on the Giants. But I look at Aaron Judge. That's a big guy. And when it came to, you know, who do you want in the offseason, my first choice was always Trey Turner because I felt that just there's a more rounded overall game that's going to age better into his 30s. You know, and and Judge, 31, going to get deep into his 30s. Shasky, you you have experience in your 30s. Does the body get healthier as you age more into your <laughs> no. 30s? But, 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 I mean, come on. Aaron Judge got hurt running into a wall and tore his, you know. Oh, no, his, I didn't. I'm not tough. saying that that was like an injury that you should be like, oh, good, we dodged that bullet. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, like, he would look Ryan, great in this in this lineup right now as a number four hitter. I think I, they'd I, be five games better than what they're at right now. Oh, absolutely. I think it'd be great this year. And, again, yeah, I think. Okay, I maybe five of, years from now it looks terrible. Yeah, I hate going down this road because I hate the, oh, they're going to regret that well, contract. Yeah, let me play years. this card. Let me play this card. So mm. you talk about Rodon. But what about Kevin Gosman? He goes 12 and 10 last year with a 3.35 ERA, was better than those numbers on a team that was fairly disappointing. He was a bright spot as a big free agent signing. This year he's 7 and 3 with a 3.1 ERA. He's logged a ton of innings, 175 last year, on pace for about the same again this year. Like wouldn't Kevin Gosman look pretty damn good in this rotation right now? Oh, absolutely. And I think this is where it kind of gets into, you know, you're you're gonna have misses. Yes, you know, every now I agree. Then, you know they've they've had misses with guys they've signed, and they've I had agree. misses with guys they let go. You know, but basically, or guys they did not sign. But basically, the way I see it is, you know, Rodon. I think they dodged a bullet there. Correa. I think they dodged a bullet there. Judge. I think we might look back on it as saying, yeah, that probably was a good move. To the fact that they fell short might have been a blessing in disguise because I can absolutely see that body of his breaking down as he gets deeper and deeper into his thirties and. You know, he's going to be hearing it from those New York fans. And I think the Giants yes. escaped that one there. Another one who, guy who we don't really talk about that when he got away from the Giants and didn't bring him back was Donovan Solano. Remember how crazy we were going for Donnie Barrels a couple years ago? What's he doing now? I Nothing. I think he was on the Reds last I checked, but like no one really made a big stink about him leaving. But if you consider all the guys that Farhan has let walk and not brought back, if Kevin Gosman's the only one where it's just like, ah, oh, man, I should have brought him back out of all the other guys. I'll take that ratio. Same thing when it comes to signing guys. You know, you look at some of the past guys he signed, you know, Jake McGee had his run in 2021. Uh, he signed Jock as a free agent. Jock's been pretty useful. Alex Cobb's doing well this year. Jacob Junis, I think, has brought in a lot more value than I, I think a lot of people expected. Uh, Zach Littell had his moments before he had that one really bad moment. Uh, and you also have guys who have been a part of some good trades. Darren Ruff Loveman, was a free Loveman. agent signing who they really get some value from. Yeah. Love it. Let me, let me cut you off. It's all about the young people that he was brought in to fix the farm. And you know what? Exactly. You know what? At the end of the day, because I've seen some of these guys sure as hell feels like he's fixed the farm. Now time will tell because it's going to not just be one dude, two dudes. It's a wave of guys that need to come through. And then mm -hmm. what do you do once you identify certain pillars who do you surrender to go get talent on other teams in areas that you don't develop as well? So like right now, they don't develop starting pitching as well as some of these other places. We will see with Harrison. We will see with Wisenhunt. Can you use some of the outfield depth that you've drafted now and cultivated in your system to go get yourself a frontline starter for the right now? 
It's not mm-hmm. just the assets that you can build up. It's what you do with said assets and how you discerningly trade away and keep which one of those assets. That will be very important for me. But I overall, agree. he's been better than he's been bad, at yeah. least this year. And it's starting to bear fruit. Yeah, and I think we we get really wrapped up. And I feel like whenever he makes a move that doesn't go well, it's there's such an overreaction to it. It almost seems like anytime something doesn't go right, people want him to get fired. But all great GMs or president of baseball operations, whatever you want to title it, there's going to be mistakes. Brian Sabian had his fair share of free agent whiffs. He had his fair share of mistakes. I mean, the, the AJ Pruszynski trade was one that for years I wanted him fired for just for that one move alone. <laughs> We're watching Armando Benitez vomit on himself night after night. Meanwhile, Joe Nathan is becoming one of the best closers in baseball. And but you know what? Mistakes happen. Guy, they they miss. There's misses. For it sure. happens. You're not going to bat a thousand. It's part of the long game. So yes. we are about a month out from the trade deadline. So it's probably a little early to get into this conversation right now. But maybe just a quick little primer on it. When it comes to going into the deadline, how much faith do you have in Farhan to make a move that will both make the Giants better, but at the same time won't make you be like, oh, you gave up a lot there. Well, and the reason I-, I asked that question is because remember in 2021, we came up to the very last minute of the deadline thinking, is he going to do anything? Like, what's going to happen here? The Dodgers just got Scherzer and Turner. What are the Giants going to do? And then literally, like, a minute before the deadline, Chris Bryant's a Giant for two prospects that I don't think that we're really missing as much as Giants fans. Well, that was a rental. Uh, I think they need somebody who they can carry over into next year into the rotation. So, to me, I'm looking at guys that have team control. That's why I like Stroman. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I really like – um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez. You know, Bieber. You know, these guys that have that Giolito in there too. Yeah, That's guys that have that extra year of team control, I would covet. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really important, but I think they need to do something soon. They can't wait till the deadline. To me, I'd like to see them strike right now. Like yeah. between now and the All Star break, bring someone in right now. The one I would like that too. I do think it would be great to get a jump on things right now before the market really heats up because. You know, we had Mark exactly. Delucci on, on the sh- on the morning roast this morning. He brought up a good point. Everyone in the National League needs starting pitching right now. There's going to be a huge run. I do think that the faster they jump in on that market, the better. The one thing that would kind of give me pause is that Farhan's very much a guy who he is going to plant his feet on the ground, say, this is the deal I'm going for, and he will not budge until he gets that deal. It's how they got the Mark Melanson for uh, Tristan Beck trade. It's how he was able to land Chris Bryant for uh, what was it? it was Canario and uh, Caleb Killian. You, he's going to wait. He's not afraid to wait other teams out. And I think when you consider that, it makes me a little less optimistic that a deal will be coming right away only because there's just not as much urgency or I don't yeah, know, maybe yeah, I'm too much Sam. into it. Every year, these wild cards come down to one or two, three games. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really what it comes. It comes down to a series. And if you can get a guy one extra start early, two extra starts early, it does make a huge difference. Yeah. I do. That's why I think we kind of this is where you got to really kind of get into the benefit of the doubt in Farhan. We trust yeah, I agree with those that. here. I would like him to make a move a little bit sooner, but it's at this point where it's like he's not going to make a deal that he does not like. That is one thing Farhan will not do in trades. He will not settle for anything less than what he wants. And that's where I think the trust really is going to have to come in for Giants fans is it could very well be that 2021, the the, the trade deadline this year comes around and we're panicking again. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I think the key there is just let the man cook 
and we'll judge him afterwards. 